You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cubs fans, and welcome to Locked On Cubs. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. Give the podcast a follow at Locked On Cubs. Give myself a follow as well on Twitter at Joe Kilgallen. All right, a lot to talk about in today's podcast, but as always, this episode is brought to you by Lockdown MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, Sully, every day on the Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. As a matter of fact, your guy, me, right here, Lockdown Cubs host Joe Kilgallen, I'm on the latest episode. So if you're done listening to this, go listen to Lockdown MLB. It's your number one source for baseball content. So subscribe today, wherever you get your podcast. How about that, everyone? We talked about some cool stuff like uh, my favorite Cub player of all time, Andre Dawson. He, that guy knows his stuff. Paul Francis Sullivan Sully knows his stuff. All right, Cubs fans, here's what we'll be talking about today. Because uh, there's a lot going on at on Monday night at Wrigley Field. The Cubs lose to the Cleveland Indians by a score of 4-2 zip. The offensive struggles continue. We'll dive a little bit into that. But there was a big play in which... Javier Baez did not know how many outs there were. And manager David Ross yanked him out of the game. Manager David Ross was, uh, you know, little little league coach, essentially, telling his little leaguer, hey, go wait in the car. All right? You know how to count. We've gone over this. You go wait in the car, and then if if I feel like it, I'll bring you some snacks. But right now, I'm very disappointed in you. That's the reaction, at least how I interpreted it. And uh, we'll, you know, talk a little bit more about the NL Central standings. And just uh, a little bit of the culture that's going around in Wrigley. The the cup snakes and the wave happened. There's just a lot of things that Cubs fans are frustrated about right now and that the Cubs themselves are frustrated about right now. So we'll get into all of that. Okay. The game itself. Let me just start off with uh, a a person who's a really good follow and a good writer for the Cubs, Gordon Wittenmeyer. Um, he, He posted some really interesting statistics for everybody to check out. Gordon noted that the Cubs have lost six of their last eight, have been outscored 39 to 14 in that stretch. That's very bad. Have not scored more than three runs in any of those games, doing that only once, scoring three runs it is, and have not won a game in which they didn't pitch a shutout since June 12th. That's right. Over the last eight games, they've lost six. Also, the Cubs during that stretch are tied for first in the National League Central. So that's your silver lining. I know a lot of people are thinking, well, we should have been separating ourselves a little bit from the rest of the NL Central pack. What a wasted opportunity. And yes, yes, also that's a glass half full approach. But hey, for us sunny optimists out there, at at least we're still in first. And I'm not going to try to spin what I just read. Gordon, I'm glad he laid that out for us because it's definitely one of those things that's making you bang your head off a wall as a fan. But again, I mention it. On yesterday's podcast, Monday's podcast, I'm also going to mention it today. The goal for June was to survive. That was a rough June. And by survive, I don't mean to eke it out. I mean around 500. If the Cubs could finish June around 500 for the month, I'm not talking about their actual standings or their actual place in the standings, but like that would have been considered a good month. Because again, they were 11 and 14 in April. 19 and 8 in May. And right now, after today, after last night's loss, I should say, they are 10 and 10. So it could be so much worse. 
There are some things though that need to change and we saw it on display. I think manager David Ross has been frustrated with the effort he's been getting. And I, for one, agree with what he did. I agree. I think it was the right move to take Javi out of that game. And I, some, I know some people are using this conversation to be like, well, Rizzo had a couple blunders the game before on Sunday, getting picked off the bases twice. He didn't yank Rizzo out. What's going on there? Is he playing favors? Rizzo is buddy. Look, I'm, it's no secret that Ross and Rizzo are probably better friends than Ross and Javi. But Ross and Javi still get along. Javi, but when Ross got hired, said, that guy helped me so much early on in my career. Love that dude. Like, it wasn't like, I know we saw more footage of Ross and Rizzo hanging out, but they're still friends. Anyhow, also, it's a different, it's not exactly an apples and oranges comparison, is it? Yeah, Rizzo looked bad getting picked off second base. But that was more like I'm slow and I was I was I just got the guy pitch, pitcher at a nice move. Yeah, you could say a lot of stuff like that was also mental. Why are you so far off the base? Anthony, know your speed. You're not exactly a speed demon out there. Okay. You're kind of a dude who's a couple pasta plates away from being super slow. So let's let's be real. You guys know I love Anthony Rizzo. Good dude. Worked with him. I had the honor of performing stand-up comedy at two of his charity events. So you're not going to hear any negativity from I'm a big extend Rizzo guy. I think he's a, he's a one of a kind should retire as a cub, but yeah, Sunday's performance on the base pass was bad. It's a little different though, to the situation that Javi was in. Okay. Javi already had one bad at bat and a bad at bats happen, but sometimes it's your, it's your head in the game. When Chris Bryant walks in front of you both times, work the count a little bit. Didn't do that either time. His approach was selfish in that sense. You know what I mean? I really think that's kind of a, a selfish approach to the game. I cannot stand that. And the Cubs have done that a few times. And I feel like Javi's kind of that guy. The guy in front of him will walk. Uh, sometimes if it's a battle, you know, it's 3-2 and the guy eventually gets to walk. Okay, I get it. But there's been times where players have walked on four straight pitches in front of Javier Baez and he swings and pops up the first pitch he sees. That is just atrocious baseball right there. You need to have your head in the game. So it's not just that he didn't know how many outs there were. I'm sorry. I, I kind of went into this as if everyone watched the game last night. To go to backtrack, if I may, Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, it's a fly ball. Baez is on first base and goes rounding second, heading to third, thinking there were two outs. There were not two outs. There was only one out. And it was a horrible blunder. He got doubled up easily. Ending the, the inning right there. And David Ross talked to him in the dugout and said, all right, you, you know, I'm I'm replacing you. Alcantara, go grab your glove, hit hit the shortstop position. Javi, after the game, said he totally understands it. There's no bad blood. And I, I believe them. They're professionals. I'm sure reporters and fans will be wondering about it for a few days. But this story will go to bed, especially if the Cubs start winning again. It's the easiest way to replace that. Also, though, we found out. That Javi Baez, unlike the pitch or two before that, didn't even take a leadoff off first. So clearly his head was not in the game. I hope everything's okay with him because he's a guy that has a very high baseball cue, as we've seen. He does some crazy stuff on the base pass that sometimes will get him in trouble. But overall, it's usually to help the team. I think he is a team-oriented guy. He'll take the extra base. He's always you know, giving 110%. He's diving all over the field. Sunday's game, he made two of the greatest defensive plays you'll see all season. I, but again, I 100% agree with manager David Ross's choice to say, I can't let that continue. And I'm not going to ignore it from you, Javi. You got to go hit the clubhouse, taking you out of this game. 
We're not going to stand for that here. Chicago Cubs baseball. Okay. We have a certain level in which we need to be playing this game. And right now that just wasn't it. It wasn't it. And he talked about it after the game. He was like, of course I didn't want to do that. But again, you, we just can't have that. You know what I mean? Here's a quote. Uh, again, here it is. He says, we just got to make sure we're focused and locked in during the game. And sometimes our frustrations can distract us a little bit. That's basically what he was. He was, he was basically saying, this is why I had to let him go. But also, I understand that we're not playing well right now and it's easy to get distracted, but we cannot let that happen. We are a professional baseball team. And this this Cubs team, that's again why I give David Ross a lot of credit. I Do I agree with 100% of the moves he makes? Of course not. Do, do I like the dude personally? Hell yeah. The guy's cool as hell. Really nice dude. And I think a great baseball mind. He's been hand, The bullpen is the number one thing I look for in a manager. How do you handle your bullpen? I think he's the Cubs are the best bullpen in baseball, or at least the best in the National League, in my assessment. And he's done a great job with that. And he's done a great job getting his team to persevere through a lot of distraction. Wealthfront, everybody. Day trading is super popular right now. Everyone's talking about it, right? And it can be a lot of fun. But if you really want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor, so why do it alone? Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion, that's right, $20 billion with a big old capital B, dollars of assets, and you could get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com, locked on MLB. I really want you guys to hear me on this one because this is super important. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life. I got to add that part. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. Go to wealthfront.com locked on MLB to get started today. So if I could continue on manager David Ross with you all, and I've said this point before, but I feel like it bears repeating. It's also a cool lyric from a white stripe song. The Cubs were bad in April and the offense is looking like that team again. First three weeks of the season, the Cubs were historically bad, and they're going on a run that is absolutely just, ah, uh, right? It angers us as fans because we know there's talent there. But we've seen there is a domino effect. I really believe this. With Nico Horner and Matt Duffy not being regularly in the lineup. Now, I know those two have both been out for a while, and we won a lot of games without them, but I think the residual effect finally kicked in. You need players who put the ball and play more consistently, who hit the ball the other way consistently, who don't give away at bats consistently. When you have that kind of balance, you don't mind Javier Baez with his 285 on base percentage because you're like, all right, cool, Javi, you just go slug the ball. We're fine. We don't need you to get on base. Yeah, you strike out 35% of the time, which is like he's on a record-setting pace, I believe. And it's that's an ugly number. But again, when you have balanced your lineup, it, you can get away with it a little bit. Without Nico and without Duffy in there, you have a murderous row of strikeout hitters. You can't have Contreras. You can't have Javi, Contreras, and Half all in a row sometimes. Luckily, manager David Ross broke that up by putting Rizzo in between Javi and Contreras. But it's too many strikeout guys. And we know Jason Hayward's become an automatic ground ball to the second baseman. Eric Sogard's bad. Off the bench, he's okay, though. As a pinch hitter, actually, I've said this before, he's hitting over 300. But if he's starting, that's not good. Alcantara needs to be in the lineup more often. Saying all that, I still sing manager David Ross's praises because of the way this team rebounded in the month of May. 
it would have been so easy for this Cubs team to have rolled over and died after the terrible April they had with all the off-season distraction of the low ball offer Rizzo was given in spring training that was insulting to both him and the fans. The idea of, are we not even going to try to extend Javi Baez or Chris Bryant? What are we doing? We traded you Darvish in the offseason and Victor Caratini, but then we signed Jock Peterson and Arietta. So, like, what? We don't understand what's happening. Where is this team going? What is the direction? What is the future? If this, it'd be so nice if this was just a regular routine season, people would be enjoying themselves a lot more. But instead, there's just all this head scratching stuff where it's like, yeah, they're playing great now, but are we going to be adding at the deadline? And they're always, I need to emphasize this. And I'm sorry that this may feel redundant to the longtime listeners, but I, I again, I, I, I need to say it. There is a third option. I'm so sick and tired of this whole notion that, hey, if we're, if we're not going to be deep into the playoffs, then we should sell. Okay. And then start the rebuild. We get prospects back. We could be good for in three to five years again. Maybe, maybe in th- three or four years, we're, we're back to the top. I hate that. I hate that. I do. Highest ticket prices in baseball, $12 beers, a network that needs ratings. I don't understand this idea of punting the next three to five seasons because you don't think we could extend the current players we have. Or even if you think we just need new players, if you think, hey, this team's had enough ch- of chances to make something happen, and as a unit, they're just not clicking, then take the money and buy someone else. That's your third option. Not this either we go all in or we trade everybody. It's a stupid scenario to act like those are your only two options. There's several different options. And I am I think, hey, Chris Bryant, I love him. I, I would be 100% extend him. Anthony Rizzo, the same thing. Javi, and not just because of yesterday or whatever, we're deep at shortstop. Christian Hernandez, everyone, the 17-year-old we signed in the offseason, just entered MLB's top 100 prospects list at number 100. Just made the list. He's 17. So he's a few years away, but he, by the time he gets called up, he's going to be a top 10 prospect in baseball. They've got some people coming up. Ed Howard is a guy that's going to be highly touted soon enough too. So that's where I'm like, all right, say we don't sign Javi. Take that money and go get someone else though. This notion that like, oh, we can't re-sign these guys. So then we have to rebuild. Like they're the only free agents in the world. The only free agents in baseball, everybody, are the ones on the Cubs. No, I'm sorry, but this is a stacked free agent class with some great hitters out there. And if we can't re-sign our own guys, which, again, I would like to. I would love if Javi was back as well. Well, big fan big fan of his, but I'm trying to be realistic. Realistically, you're not going to re-sign all three of the big three. Again, though, if we can't re-sign Javi, Carlos Correa, you know, Trevor Story, Corey Seager, there are other options. This whole notion is like, well, if you're not going to resign him, trade him right now, which is giving up on a season, which I hate. It's a loser mentality. No, you go for it. As long as we're in first place. Again, if something changes miraculously over the next you know four weeks or so, and we're 10 games back on July 20th, then yeah, of course. Of course. But let's not, let's not think like that because I don't think it's going to come that way. Survive June. It's an easier July schedule, easier August. The, the Brewers were going through the easy part of their schedule, and they didn't separate themselves from the Cubs or Cardinals or Reds even at, for, that, for that matter. So, again, this idea of just giving up on a season because you're 500 in the month of June, 
Oh, they're 10 and 10. People are calling it a June swoon. We're 10 and 10. 10 and 10, you idiots. That's 500. A swoon is when you were like, you're 6 and 18 or something crazy. Man, I don't know what kind of effect David Ross's benching of Javi Bias is going to have. So I almost burped right into the microphone. I should have. It would have been cool. Burps are cool. But had to be done. Had to be done. When your team is not hitting and starting pitching has been a coin flip, you need focus. You need focus. And if you're not getting it, I don't care who's doing it. They need to sit down. And if it's Rizzo tomorrow, he could sit down. If it's Bryant, he could sit down. That's just the way it's going to be. And these players will be better for it. And if they're not, then again, hey, they've showed their true colors, which I don't think is the case. I think you're going to see them all snap out of it real soon. I really do believe that. And not just because I'm going to the game tonight and I want a victory. You know what I mean? All right, let's talk a little bit more about the game. Albert Alzali made his return after a little over, what, I missed like two starts, I want to say. He looked a the stuff is nasty. He's got, I think they said the fourth best slider in baseball, um, even better than DeGrom. It's like Kershaw, Darvish, and then maybe Adbert. He might be third best in all of baseball. Really makes you a little bit upset that we kind of kept you Darvish. Him and Adbert together would have been pretty sick. But he gave up two two mistakes with just two home run balls. He needs it, and they're both to lefties. Go, so I hope they've, they'll address this in the next start. Maybe they had addressed it, but he just didn't have that pitch down tonight. You know, there's going to be a little rust when you take some time off. Uh, the arm looked good, and there was no complaints from the blister, which is the uh, key. You know, that's a key thing there. So he gives up three runs in just under five innings. The pitching is not you, – when you don't score any runs, though, you can't really look to the pitching. The bullpen was strong. They only gave up one run in about, what, four and two-thirds, four and a third. And, you know, the bullpen, again, is this super strength. Someone made a good point today on, on – uh, Twitter? I don't know. Somewhere I read this where it's like the Cubs have the type of bullpen that other teams are jealous of come playoff time because you could shorten the game. You know, you could have it where it's like, all right, we only need our starter to go five innings, kind of like the Kansas City Royals in 2015. So again, maybe we don't even need to trade for an ace. You just need to trade for a guy who's consistently eating innings. Give yourself a good number two, number three type guy. Obviously, I'd love an ace, but there really might not be that many available come the trade deadline. So it's something to think about. But Adbert's stuff is great. He's got some of the best hitters in baseball walk away shaking their head going, what was that? So I'm not really too worried about him. Just let's get him back in a groove of pitching every fifth outing, every fifth day, I should say, and he'll be right back where he belongs. Now, offensively, Chris Bryant looked a little bit better in the plate, drew a couple walks. That was good to see. Other than that, though, the offense just wasn't there. Looking at the box score very quickly, everybody. Jock Peterson 0 for 4. Bryant again 0 for 2 with the two walks. Baez only got the two at bats, but he was 0 for 2. Uh, didn't look good in either trip, really. Almost got into two double plays. Anthony Rizzo was 1 for 3 with the walk, so he was solid. Wilson Contreras, this was good to see. He had one of the better games. He was uh, 2 for 3 with a walk. Patrick Wisdom, ugly performance. 0 for 4, 4 strikeouts. Some people are already getting off his bandwagon, saying he needs to adjust again. I'm like, no, maybe it was just a bad game. Because I thought Wisdom did kind of adjust a little bit. Remember, he was getting a lot of fastballs. He was killing them. Then he got some breaking balls, and he also was hitting those out of the park a little bit too. So, you know, obviously he was going to keep the pace of hitting 375, hitting a home run every six at-bats. That's, of course not, you know, but I still don't write him off right away because of this. Hayward, one for four. Sogard, one for three. And then, you know, 
There's a couple of pin, Ian Happ pinched hit, and I just don't know what to think of Ian Happ right now. I mean, as as the player, of course, as a as a guy, he's a stand up dude. Uh, it's just, it's an ugly, ugly stat line for Ian Happ right now, and I don't get it. And it's one of those things where some people might say, "Do you send him back down to AAA Iowa?" And he had that happen to him once before. Usually, when it happens to a, players of, of, of who put up numbers like he's put up, he had a very good season in 2020. So for him to go back again, it's just one of those things where you're just like, oh man, that just really shoots his confidence down and and you don't really know. Uh, but again, you can't have the guy continue to hit as poorly as he's been hitting. Ian Happ on the season is now hitting 183. Ouch. So yeah, Adbert was three earned and four and two thirds, five strikeouts, one walk. That's the big thing with him. The walk rate is always super low. His last outing, the one with the blister, you could tell there was something up because he walked like four or five guys. It was a season high in walks, and he's just not a dude who gives away a lot of free passes. His ERA is 4.19 on the season. Um, probably pitched much better than that. Again, a couple of starts where he left early. That kind of bloomed that up a little bit. Keegan Thompson looked very sharp. Uh, one and a third, one K. I would like to see him back. I think he's the guy, if you can't make a trade soon, or if there's no one at AAA that's knocking the door, maybe we stretch out Thompson to replace Arietta. That needs to be talked about very soon. Uh, Nance gave up one run, but like, you can't get too mad at Nance because he's been wonderful. Two strikeouts, ERA's at 2.25. That's been a very good player right there. Rex Brothers had a real nice outing. Uh, his ERA is at 2.96. So that's your box score for the Cubs game um, against the Cleveland Indians. Losing four zip. The Indians are 40 and 30. The Cubs are 40 and 33. Seven games over 500. Still tied for first place in the NL Central. So it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it'd be nice to have won a few more games to pull away. Looking at the rest of the standings, the Cardinals are 36 and 36. They're 500, of course, three and a half games back. And they're also statistically tied with the Reds who are 35 and 35, three and a half games back. The lowly Pittsburgh Pirates are 25 and 45. And if you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, you get to say to yourself, hey, at least we're not the Diamondbacks. Get that going for you, which is nice. Bet online, everybody. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. I actually watched a little UFC over the weekend. They had that dude, Korean Zombie. He's awesome. He literally just goes by Korean Zombie. I don't even know what his real name is anymore. Normally with nicknames, they say what your real name is. I think he might legally change it. I'll have to look into that. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online, or just hop on your laptop or mobile device to uh, see what's going on. You know what I mean? There's sign-up bonuses, contest information. So please do not send the sidelines anymore. Head to the website on your mobile device and sign up today. Receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Rock Auto. All right, let's talk about this Rock Auto, okay? It saves time and time is money. So you save time and you save money when you use Rock Auto. Okay, so here's the thing. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's just impossible to keep up. It's really difficult to do these days. So do yourself a favor and go to rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been operating and saving people money for over 20 years. 
Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Get a little shag going. You got a little, you got a cool little van going? Do that Dumb and Dumber van. Make it look real cool. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know who sent you. That's right, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Cubs fans. Now I want to talk about the cultural impact that the Cubs' recent 10 and 10 run of the last 20 games. It's really, I know it's not so much the record, it's how they've looked because even in games they've won, it's been like two runs. That's all we've scored. Two bleeping runs. I feel like Bob Euchre in Major League. You know, just looking at box scores, just shaking your head. But there's been um, some talks about these cup snakes. Snake cups? Beer snakes? I don't know. I think cup snakes is basically what people are calling them. Now, it started in 2019, and the Cubs poo-pooed it quite quickly. By the way, actually, the, the bigger history, apparently, even in the 60s, they did this type of thing. But it never really caught on. My guy, uh, Dom Frederick, the director of morale for the Chicago Cubs, great dude. Highly recommend as a follow because he keeps it fun. Um, it's different, right? There are some, you know, look, I feel like I get hard on Cubs fans sometimes because I am one of you. And I got a big brother sometimes and remind ourselves, hey, we're the Cubs. You know, we got to we gotta act appropriately sometimes and be smart baseball fans. Because I truly do believe Cubs fans are smart baseball fans. And I know some people will point to the bleachers and some of the antics and go, oh, yeah, a bunch of geniuses over there, huh? And I go, no, we are smart baseball fans because you got to remind ourselves, too, that not all f- – I know people who are diehard Cubs fans who don't make it out to any games. They listen on the radio, all that kind of stuff. So trust me when I say this, Cubs fans are smart overall. I think they're smarter than a lot of fan bases I've come across. But some of the stuff – anyway, no, I was going to say Dom Frederick posted uh, an old article from like the 60s of C- Cubs fans in the bleachers stacking their cups and stuff like that. It's uh, so it started in 2019. The Cubs right away were like, "No, we don't want you stacking beer cups, or you're getting you're spilling backwash on people, and it's just a whole mess, and we don't we don't want to deal with it." You know, 2020, no fans in the stands, all that going on. 2021 comes along, and they're like, "You know what? We're back to full capacity. It's been a rough year for everyone. Let them have their harmless fun. Let them stack beers. Maybe it's making them buy more beer. Maybe they're thinking, hey, wouldn't it be cool if this cup th- snake thing stretch even further?'" Hey, Tommy, go buy a couple more rounds. That's what they're thinking. This is where it gets out of hand, though. It's distracting, okay? It's making you look like you just went there to stack cups, like some sort of dip, you know? That part of it I don't like. I'm usually for all sorts of fun and being goofy, and I've got friends who are diehard bleacher enthusiasts. I, quite frankly, think the bleachers are wildly overrated as a place to sit. I've always been under the impression that if you really are like into the game and want to be one of those people keeping score and watching every single pitch and you're glued like I am when I go to games, you don't want to sit in the bleachers. I know I haven't wanted to sit there. It's filled with a lot of people who suck, right? It kind of is. People who go to Cubs games once in a while, they're there to be seen. It's a great spot to get Instagram pictures. That's really what happens. And now they're bringing the wave into it. We do not do the wave at Wrigley Field. Okay, you take that to Atlanta or San Diego or San Diego and LA, they do their beach balls. That's just not a thing the Cubs do. It's a distract like and then that being said though, hey, maybe chanting right field, left field sucks is getting a little old too. 
I don't know. I like the thing that was cool about the bleachers when I was a kid, when I first sat in them a bunch of times, I liked the heckling the other players because most of them knew it was all good and fun. It was good natured. You know, I remember the one year, 2006, the Cubs were playing the nationals and Alfonso Soriano was in the outfield. And a few fans started to say something. I literally said, shut up. I want, he's a free agent. I want him to come here. Don't be mean. And I'm like, sign with us, Soriano. I'm like yelling that. And other fans started to be like, oh, that's a good point. They're yelling, Soriano, come here. Sign with us. And then he did. And I feel like that was all, you're welcome. You know, he might not have lived quite up to that contract, but the first two years were great. Back-to-back division titles. Love it. So that's just something to think about. I think a lot of it's, we're, and this is society as a whole. Chicago, we are back open. You, all the bars know there's no restrictions anymore on things, right? Still wash your hands. Don't be gross. You know, I'm wearing a mask in certain places. I want to do a gas station, grab a lottery ticket. I'm going to mask up. Gas stations are disgusting. So yeah, and I'm vaccinated too, but be, be smart out there and all that kind of stuff still, you know, you don't want to be getting sick. So I I want to, I want to be clear on that, but we have to understand that now that things are back, there's a lot of people who have pent up. They don't know how to act in public because they were cooped up for a long time and they're, they're going to be a little overzealous and all that kind of stuff. But when the cups go onto the field and you have to stop gameplay because you guys were stacking cups. That's pretty insane to think about. Think about if you're like some international fan and you're like, hey, I'm going to be able to watch baseball right now. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, why is why did they stop the game? Oh, this game that's already kind of slow paced as it is. They, they're stopping to clean up garbage. We're better than that, Cubs fans. We are. And hopefully the Cubs start to turn it around. We'll dive more into potential, you know, what's going to happen. Things are going to unfold very soon. we got a tough stretch ahead of us against L.A., and hopefully the Cubs take the game tonight against the Cleveland Indians with Kyle Hendricks on the bump. Hendricks has been fantastic at home, and he's really been fantastic uh, since the calendar turned over to May. Really take away those two starts against Atlanta, and Kyle's had a great year. You guys were a lot of fun. Thank you for checking out the Lockdown Cubs podcast. As always, go Cubs. Check out Lockdown Today, everybody. Get all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.